Chapter Nine of *The Man of the House* by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine: Anxiety. Mrs. Stone and Beth will always remember that last night of the old year when they sat up and watched and waited for Reuben, and he did not appear. Mother had Beth said something like a dozen times. Do you think anything can have happened to him? what could happen to him child mrs stone would reply her voice almost cross reuben knows the way through the city as well as a policeman and he is a careful boy and a great many of the policemen know him so if there had been any kind of an accident we should have heard of it by this time but she peered out of the window into the darkness and started at every sound and grew so pale and so dizzy when once there came a strange step and a knock at her door, that she had to sit down in the nearest chair and send Beth to the door. It was only a blundering errand boy who had mistaken his number, and Beth felt as though she would have enjoyed shaking him to pay for giving her mother such a fright. They set the little table out for three, as usual, and the tea kettle sang merrily, and Beth prepared to toast the bread for a treat as a rule they did not toast the bread because they were so apt to eat a great deal more than they needed and it took a certain kind of fire that was not economical but for new year's eve beth resolved to venture on this night the coals glowed beautifully then dimmed then died out almost entirely until beth discovering built them up again with sticks from the morning's stock of kindlings and cried silently while she wondered what they should do if reuben were not there to kindle the morning fire then indeed they would be sure that something awful had happened mother she said speaking faintly don't you think you better eat your supper before the tea gets spoiled not just yet child eat your own supper if you are hungry hungry poor beth swallowed and swallowed to keep back the tears and wondered if she would ever be hungry again by and by as it grew later the mother took her turn at advice come beth you may as well eat your bread and milk reuben must have had some supper by this time he has stayed late to help somewhere and they have given him his supper i will eat it if you will beth said wistfully her mother looked so pale and heavy-eyed that she felt able to push back her own anxiety and try to comfort her. "'I am not hungry just now,' Mrs. Stone said, and she dropped the corner of the curtain that she held up to peer out into the darkness and went back to her sewing. After a little, Beth, of her own accord, set away the bread and the milk and the little bit of butter, untasted, and came and sat down near her mother but as her eyes rested on reuben's slate and arithmetic her brave little heart misgave her and she leaned her head on the book and cried outright i wouldn't be so foolish said mrs stone reprovingly crying won't do any good something keeps him it's likely beth felt sure of that but the awful question was what was it she had her head hidden in her apron and did not see the tears that her mother brushed away as she spoke 
meantime miss priscilla hunter had been bustling about all day doing no end of work in her new home by night her sweet-smelling south room was in complete order and shone like a picture much beside work did miss priscilla do that day or at least much beside arranging her room and tacking down her carpet that was yet in a line with her regular work she studied her neighbors miss priscilla was not one who would live for three months next door to a family and not know what their names were and what they did for a living and where they went to church and whether they belonged to her captain or not she was always interested in her neighbors beth stone interested her exceedingly she had peeps of her a number of times during the short busy day that must be beth she said to herself with a sagacious nod of her gray head as beth tripped down the stairs while she stood at the upper landing a spry little girl and as bright as a cricket i'll venture ought to be to be the sister of such a brother i wonder how the brave young man is getting on and whether he sees his way clearer towards supporting his family he'll support them yet i'll risk him he will have to see to it that that little sister wears thicker clothing though this cold weather calico and rather thin at that calico is cheap i know but it is cold stuff and always and forever wanting to go into the wash-tub i like it in summer on that very account but there's my blue merino tucked away doing good to nobody it would be just the thing for a new year's dress for the child if the man of the house didn't object but he would the child might earn it i wonder what she can do several things i'll venture i wonder what kind of a mother she has a good mother i think a boy and a girl with such faces are apt to have good mothers not always but it is more than likely so miss priscilla talked to herself and planned and watched and waited and by night it really seemed to her that she was pretty well acquainted with the stones by dark she too began to be somewhat anxious because the man of the house did not appear i'm sorry he is out so late she said stopping frequently to peer out of the window i hope it isn't his custom it won't do for a man with heavy responsibilities like his as it grew later her anxiety gave way to positive alarm mingled with a great pity for the mother and sister across the hall if he was what she thought him a trustworthy boy this must be a new thing and their anxiety must be great she listened for sounds from the north room and at last when she heard an actual outburst of tears from poor beth she seized a cup from her little corner cupboard and started it was just as mrs stone was saying reprovingly i wouldn't be so foolish that a tap came at the door but it was the mother whose face paled suddenly again and it was beth who sprang to answer the knock it is only your neighbor priscilla hunter said a cheery voice whose owner walked in without invitation i've come to prove that i am a neighbor and one of the borrowing kind too could you let me have a little speck of soda i've a bit of sour milk and if i hadn't been so foolish as to forget to provide soda i could have some griddle cakes for new year's 
mrs stone arose civilly and took the cup and got the soda and handed it back to her neighbor and stood as though she expected her to thank her and go such was not miss priscilla's intention thank you she said heartily but she set the cup down on the stand and said why your room isn't quite so large as mine is it that is cosier for winter so you are beth i've wanted to see you all day reuben took breakfast with me this morning you know and he talked a great deal about you by the way he is late to-night isn't he whereupon beth could stand it no longer but at the mention of the dear name burst into tears again elizabeth i am ashamed of you said her mother still reprovingly but with a quivering lip then she in few words explained their nameless terror he has never been so late before she said tremulously and i don't know what to think i'm glad of it said miss priscilla in the cheeriest of tones helping herself to a chair if he were in the habit of being so late why then miss beth you might cry to some purpose for it would be pretty certain some awful habit had got hold of him but a boy who always comes home early isn't going to stay late without a good reason he went off this morning as ambitious as the president to support his family and i dare say it being the last day of the year business has been brisk and he has found himself late at night so far from home that his good common sense has come in and told him to stay all night for it is piercing cold and he is a prudent boy as well as a brave one i kind of think you won't see him till morning beth wiped the tears from her eyes and looked at her mother a dozen times over had she said to herself in the last hour oh what if he shouldn't come all night what should we do what should we do she had not dared to put it into words for fear it would sound so awful yet here it was in plain english and actually had a comforting sound something of the same thought was in the mother's heart i don't know she said shaking her head at their visitor but her voice was somewhat thawed from its civil coldness reuben is a prudent and thoughtful boy for his years he would think of beth and me the first thing and know that we would be frightened about him and i doubt if he could be persuaded to stay yes he could said miss priscilla still in that positive way which somehow on this night was so comforting you see his very thoughtfulness would help him suppose he is four or five miles away at this minute it is bitter cold and if he undertook to walk it he might almost freeze and get himself ready for a fit of sickness and being a boy of unusual common sense he knows it and he would say to himself they'll be a little worried about me of course but i can make it all right in the morning and that will be better than walking home late in the cold and getting sick mother wouldn't like that was miss priscilla a prophet her voice was so cheery and so decided it actually comforted the mother to hear such possibilities suggested he always thinks of his mother 
she said gratefully and she told herself that if reuben did come home safely and nothing dreadful happened she shouldn't wonder if they would really enjoy their new neighbor miss hunter seemed bent on making herself agreeable she chatted on about reuben as to what he had said and how he had helped her in the morning and the plans they had made about milk and how careful he had been to say that beth must only go for it when it was pleasant and she would like the walk and so by dint of busy talking she contrived to make the next hour pass more quickly than the last two had done but now it was really very late indeed and the mother could no longer control her strong desire to do something toward finding her boy if i could only go out and look for him she said in a wistful tone to her new friend but where could i go sure enough you see you have no means of knowing which way he went nor where he is sheltered now so you would just get your death from cold and do him no good i feel it all over me that the boy is safe and comfortable somewhere now i'll just tell you the truth i took a great fancy to that boy of yours this morning and i've thought about him a good deal all day he seemed kind of kin to me somehow so to-night i found myself watching for him and when i found he didn't come home i got that worried about him that i just got down on my knees and asked the lord to take him in his care and see that he got through all right and he kind of sent me the answer that he would do just that thing do you often have such out-and-out -out answers to prayer as that no said reuben's mother positively i never have as for beth she dried her eyes and held up her head and looked at miss hunter in amazement how could god have told her that he would take care of reuben well now i do real often and they always come out right of course and i never had a clearer answer than i did to-night so i feel real kind of safe and comfortable about him you don't know what a relief it is to go right to the lord with your worries oh yes i hope you do know all about it but if you haven't tried it to-night i know it will help you now what i propose is that we three kneel right down now and speak to the lord about reuben it will kind of rest and help us to hear him say over again that he will attend to it here is beth will be helped by it ever so much don't you want to try it my dear and beth whose knowledge of praying was confined to the few sundays in which she had been to church and seen the minister close his eyes and fold his hands and talk to god still knew enough to be aware that it was a respectable thing to do in fact she dimly remembered when her little sister was sick and died years ago that the minister came two or three times and always prayed so though she did not at all like the idea of praying about reuben because prayer in a home was associated in her mind with awful trouble still she said yes ma'am faintly and without more ado miss priscilla slipped on her knees mrs stone sat bolt upright but she stopped her needle and rested her head on her hand and beth put her weary little head on the table and miss hunter prayed 
it was not like the prayers beth had heard in the church she couldn't explain the difference but she felt it so much that once she raised her head softly and looked around the room it seemed to her that there must be somebody standing beside miss hunter with whom she was talking it was a very cheery prayer it hinted not a word of possible danger to reuben it simply asked that he might be taken care of all through the cold night might sleep safely and sweetly and get home early in the morning then there was a sentence or two of thanksgiving because she had been heard and answered and again beth looked about her and wondered who could have brought an answer do you know anything about that poor old lady who has the room back of ours asked miss priscilla as soon as she arose from her knees she had concluded that they had talked enough about reuben her door was ajar as i passed by there this afternoon and i thought she looked very feeble who takes care of her mrs stone uttered an exclamation of dismay why that is old mother perkins she said hastily and i declare i forgot all about her in my anxiety over reuben i have not been near her to-night i always look in on her these cold nights and tuck her up and see that she is as comfortable as i can make her nobody takes care of her ma'am except us neighbors the city furnishes her enough to keep her from starving and she has a son who manages to pay the rent of that room he comes home once a month to see her she has been bedridden for a week and has needed more care than usual i ought to go in there this minute and she hastily rolled up her sewing if that is the case she belongs to me too said miss hunter in the same tone that she might have used if she had discovered a little fortune left to her i'll just stay with beth while you go to see if she is all right and to-morrow i'll get acquainted with her and take my turn i shouldn't wonder if she would like one of my nice griddle cakes for her breakfast but mrs stone came back in haste poor old mother perkins was rolling from one side of her bed to the other and groaning with pain she needed all the help she could get and as soon as possible now there was work for the two families beth coaxed up the dying coals and put on more miss hunter dashed into her own room for a scuttleful and put them on recklessly then between them they filled the two tea-kettles and a large iron pot with water and now what with running from room to room and hunting in a still unpacked basket for the mustard beth holding the light for miss hunter while she looked and hunting in the green-covered trunk for flannel and wringing claws scalding hot from the water and feeding the fire and feeding the kettles and doing a dozen other things the night passed quickly away reuben was by no means forgotten but still beth's heart was lighter it had been ever since that prayer when she had peeped to see if she could see the messenger for someone had certainly come with an answer had not miss hunter thanked god for it and if the answer was a joyful one as she seemed to be sure it was why should there be any more worry beth was getting some new ideas this night as for her mother her heart so smote her for forgetting poor old mother perkins 
and letting her get so cold as to bring on those dreadful cramping pains that she seemed to put reuben and every one else aside and give herself entirely to fighting the pain it was not until the faint gray dawn of a new day was glimmering in the east that the three families settled into quiet miss hunter had said now i declare if i'm not afraid your man of the house will come and find that his mother has been up all night without a wink of sleep then i don't know what he would do you just go and lie down for a bit you and beth poor child how she has trotted back and forth and up and down i'll shade the light and sit here by mother perkins she is so quiet now i think she can sleep a little too then we will all be chirk for new year's morning oh dear said mrs stone and she could not help wondering what new year's morning would bring to her she had not felt the presence of the messenger with the answer to mrs hunter's prayer as plainly as beth had but she was so tired out that it was not hard to persuade her to lie down on the bed she only waited to say as soon as it is light enough to pick my way out i'm going to the corner police to notify him about reuben then she fell into a heavy sleep but beth held her eyes open long enough to say to herself i don't believe he will need the police i believe he will come in the morning i'm sure she was answered then she too slept end of chapter nine